Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. We talked about earlier when we had, you know, one of our first conversations is, you know, you you don't just spew all this information. You actually give these examples and these real life, you know, things to, you know, back it up and 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 do that. So I think it's really incredible to hear that you've been through this, you've done this. I want to kind of jump back in time and just what I know you kind of mentioned it at the beginning of uh, the interview, but why did you leave corporate America? Why did you go into this? And, you know, what was, you know, what was your whole reasoning with getting into this mindfulness and and meditation? Sure. Well, I left corporate America because they asked me to. (laughs) I imagine there's a listener or two out there where that's happened, <laughs> but they did make it pretty easy. But why I got into this, I, I, long story short, my brother, Sean, dearest, dearest, dearest being to me, blew his brains out in a hotel room in the Poconos. And it was a shock to me. And I was in a state of stasis where I could not integrate. I could not explain this event. And also I was a person that looked outside of himself then. And and I'm not discrediting myself. That's kind of the way we're taught. You know, what did other people think? And I said to myself, you know, so what I've learned is either incomplete, incorrect in parts or completely wrong. So as a guy, I said, it's all completely wrong. So I think that June, I'm reading a book by Whitley Strieber as commuting into Philadelphia on the train. And he said he went to the Monroe Institute to learn meditation. And they use what's bi- called binaural beat technology. It's branded as Hemisync, which is now a separate company. And binaural beat technology is where you introduce different audio sounds into each ear. Now, two things happen at this time. Uh, it's very fascinating. The first is that the ear hears the arithmetic difference. So, and I'm just making up numbers. These aren't the real numbers. I should look them up. I think they're on my website. If you put in two megahertz here and six megahertz here, your brain only hears four megahertz. Well, four megahertz may be uh, a very alert state of waking, uh, awaken. It may be a deep state of sleep. It may be a meditative state, an alternative state of consciousness. And it does make a difference if they do four and six versus 40 and 44. I don't know why, well, if they're scientists handle it. Skip Atwater, who was a research director for probably over 25 years, was one of the officers at Project Stargate down at Fort Meade, Maryland. Joe McMonagall, you can find him all over the web and on TV. He was number one remote, remote viewer for <laughs> the, the CIA. In fact, his remote viewing number was 001. <laughs> and then after, when the second guy came in, they're like, you know, I don't think we should call him number two because then, you know, people will find out how many we have. And <laughs> they trained the CIA people to go into these alternate states of consciousness. And there's a lot of clarity and deep connection, not only with your subconscious mind, but also with your higher consciousness if people work with that model. And I walked in, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is, I can't, I just couldn't believe. You see me struggling for words and I need to tell people. And everybody thought I was crazy. So 
you know, for the first 20 years <clears throat> or so, I'd mentioned it to 20 people and 19 of them thought I was crazy and they ran for the hills. And one was like, gee, that's interesting. And then back about 2010, it changed. All of a sudden, 19 people wanted to hear about it. And one person ran for the hills. And, you know, people want details about meditation. I have three books out or, or how to be a mind warrior. They can read those details. My preference in working with people is actually to get them to do it. Because if I put you through, I can tell you how to ride a bike, but you're, you're just going to keep falling down until you really understand it. But how about if I run you through it today and then, you know, this afternoon, you've got it down. You might want to practice a little bit. And I really, I just really got hooked on it. It, it made my mind very clear. Here's, here's the real key to deep mind integration. If you look at, let's say, corporate CEOs, for example, and I will tell you confidently that many of them are psychopaths. Uh, I went to uh, lecture, I went to lecture a friend of mine's on a, a consulting company in Western Canada, very tied in with the corporations up there. And I wanted to go and lecture on mindfulness and meditation. It's like, Chase, we don't allow speakers to come in from the United States. I'm like, Catherine, what? She goes, our companies hate the way American corporations treat people. We're not going to let you in here to talk to us. We don't want to hear anything you have to say. I can't blame them. I'm not telling you we're perfect society, but we've gone crazy with the corporations. Many of them, not all. So I kind of lost my track, uh, my thought here. So you might have to bring me back. No, you're good. But I, I, there has to be a level of selfishness and psychoticness to get to those levels and to be able to you know, be where those CEOs are. And absolutely. absolutely. You, you generally have to be very cold and, and narcissistic and, and literally a psychopath. I was reading a book by a gentleman the other day. I don't know if I have it here. Oh, this is a phenomenal book called Just Listen. It's really for sales. This guy is uh, Mark Golston. He's a PhD psychologist. And he's been a, an FBI negotiator and worked with CEOs. And he comes right out and says, a lot of the CEOs are psychopaths. You know, that's why it's, you know, hey, let's lay off 20,000 people. Now, back in the 90s, what used to happen, that was the first white collar layoff in America, first big one. They laid off people and gave the remaining people bonuses. That was actually highlighted in an episode of The Office. They got a lot of backlash for that. And that actually changed. But we're kind of getting off topic here. Um, we're good. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, that's kind of all good. I, I, I do want um, your listeners to know that their, 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 their injury, their illness is not continuing. They are getting healed. Stand up for yourself. Ask for help. If somebody doesn't work for you, ask for somebody else. You know, I'm available. I know you have many, many, many resources. And if you need to protect yourself by shutting people out, absolutely do it. You know, you get emotionally caught up in whatever emotions going on, do whatever you can to get out of it. I had a dear friend over the other day, and I want to say back about 1995, 96, I don't, I don't remember the year, but at Saturday night, I'm at my apartment and I'm putting a gun in my mouth because I'm just like, for, I don't know, the 10th time. I just, I can't take it anymore. And I picked up my phone and I said, Patty, please come help me, keep me from killing myself. She lived 45 minutes away on a good day. She was there in 20. She was there in 20. Made a huge difference in my life. No judgment. No judgment. You know, hey, Chase, I love you. I want to take care of you. Do whatever you need to do to survive. And don't be embarrassed about or shameful about your, your existence, the things that you've had to go through. Because let me tell you, it's easy to live a, a spoon-fed life 
and, and inherit millions of dollars and, and, you know, do whatever you do. It's, you know, if you make it to 40 or you make it to 50, or you make it to 60 or 70 or 80 or 90, let me tell you, you've had a lot of challenges in your life and you should stand up and be very proud of every one of them. You are a divine being who is worth it in your husband's words. I love that. And I think it's so incredibly important for people to hear that no matter how alone you feel in that moment, because I know you felt alone in that moment, no matter like, and and even though you were reaching out to somebody, you still felt alone, you know, And, and I know that there are several people that are listening that are in that situation, you know, in any situation that they just feel alone. And and to know that, to hear that from you saying that, you know, she was there like that. Everybody has somebody in their life like that. Even if you feel like you have completely isolated yourself and shut everyone out from your life, you will have somebody like that. And you know exactly who it is. The second you're in that moment and you're like, I need to call someone, that name's going to pop into your head of who you need to call. And that's that person that will be there no matter what. Yeah. And and if for some reason you're so caught up in the emotion that a name doesn't pop in, call 911. I got to tell you, the first responders, particularly where I live in Forsyth County, Georgia, their entire being is to help people and keep people safe. And there's absolutely no judgment. You know, I, I did police ride-alongs and I asked, what, what do you like best? Oh, my God, I, I like helping people that they, they're in a situation where they don't know how to get out of. And I show up and all of a, all of a sudden their anxiety goes away. And for me, it's a simple act. But for them, it's almost like I'm an angel and I let them know that they're perfectly safe and protected and whatever they need, we're there to take care of them. It's really quite different from where I grew up. And I grew up in a wonderful place, but it was an us and them. We've just changed so much as a society in that way. Yeah. I will say I I know a lot of the the men and women and I think they're in brown up there. Um, not in blue, but yeah, they are, they're a very good department. And I know a lot of people have left the Metro Atlanta area to go police up there. So I do know that they are. And there's, you know, cities themselves have so many challenges with law enforcement has, you you can't hire enough good people in cities for law enforcement. It's just the, the amount of, of disharmony that is created in cities just quadruples is exponential. So God bless people that do that. I remember one Forsyth County Sheriff came. I had been in a hit and run and I was, she had um, relocated from LA. And I said, what's it like being a police officer in LA? She goes, Chase, here's the hardest part. At any given moment in a situation with an absolutely ordinary looking citizen could turn deadly. You just didn't know when you might be dead the next moment. So God bless those officers in inner cities. They, they, it's, you know, I don't know how they do it. And I offer meditation for free if anyone's listening. I just, I don't know how they do it. And and they're angels. And it makes it, makes it more difficult. It's going to be an edge, you know, when you, you, and this is another thing officers share with me, you know, when you interact with, you know, 98% of your people are beating their wives and their children. I don't mean to use that as a, a generic thing or, or doing terrible things. You get an edge to you, you know, it's, you got to protect yourself. Yep. And yeah, I, I a hundred I I commend her for doing that. I everybody, you know, always asks, why don't you just go police in Atlanta? I will never police in Atlanta. Ever. Ever. Yeah, I couldn't. I I, it's just too tough. No, I okay. commend. It's also like, oh, why don't you go work in the jail? I loved my jailers and my my, you know, and I commend what they do. I will never work in a jail. 
and I will never work in an inner city. I I can't do it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself through that. Like it was amazing policing where I did, but I would I would not go into Atlanta to police because or or any other big American city. It's, yeah. You know, and it's, and Atlanta is a beautiful city. It is. Um, and they have very good officers. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can live day to day like that. I tell you, God bless them. Yeah, definitely. Well, Chase, I just want to thank you for being on. And I want to ask you, is there anything else that we have not touched on? Because I know you have just a plethora of information. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know that we have not spoken about yet? Yeah, thank you. I've really enjoyed this. There's just one more thing I'd like to mention. It's kind of a small thing, but it's a big thing. What DeepMind Integration does if we look at, you know, very successful artists, uh, entertainers, particularly sports people, CEOs, you know, you name it, the Mother Teresa's, the reason they're able to, and I would assume the Elon Musk, the, the reason they are able to do so much positive work on such a large scale is because they're integrated. Think of it this way. If you're on a ship, a cruise ship, and the captain says one thing, and everybody else is doing their own thing, it's going to be a rocky ride. But when it's a fine-tuned, oiled machine operating inside, then you have all this extra consciousness, all this extra brain power. And I think our subconscious mind is probably 95 or, or so percent of our consciousness working in concert. And so you can really be uh, the superstar, the superhero that you were meant to be. That doesn't mean you have to go out and conquer the world my God, just being a great parent or a great spouse or a great neighbor is way enough. Just being a loving being is plenty. And, and I, I bless all your listeners and I, I wish them the best. I want them to know for those that are in pain, the pain will stop and take that next step, no matter how small it is, be willing to be uncomfortable and don't be ashamed of a single thing you've done. Don't. It's it's part of, it's part of a divinity. I promise you, divinity, whatever your belief is, system is, God or universe, et cetera, if, if it didn't want us to do bad things or make mistakes, it wouldn't. So it's probably having a little more fun with us than maybe we'd like to have. But lighten up a little bit and, and know that you're a divine love being and you are perfectly safe. And, and I love you and Heather loves you and many, many beings are there supporting you that you may never even know. And I really appreciate your attention this morning. I love it. I, I think that is really powerful things for listeners to hear because a lot of them are in that space where they don't think anybody cares, loves, or is listening to them. So I think that is really powerful. I have five questions that I ask everybody. I think it's five, everybody that comes on the show. Um, okay. So the first one is what are you doing now and what are your goals for the next 12 months? My goals for the next 12 months are, and this is not where I make my money. I'm revamping my website, very basic things. I'm going to come up with uh, better programming. So instead of just doing one-on-one or a workshop here or there, give people uh, a progression, the ability to move from beginner to expert should they wish. Uh, that's the main thing I'm doing. And, and of course, at the same time, I'm working to make my relationship better with my wife, which is very good. Somehow she fell madly in love with me, crazy lady. And my daughter, she goes to get married in about a year and a half. Those are the big things on my next 12 months. I love it. That's exciting. The next one is, what would the old new you say to the old you? It was worth it. It was worth it. Powerful, small, yet mighty. Love it. The next thing is, what would you recommend to somebody that is going through a tough time? 
obviously there's meditation, but just something that can just in the moment they're filled with all of those emotions. What is something that they can do to kind of push through that? They can go to my website, Chasing Mindfulness, and do, I'm going to suggest meditation. And there's a meditation site and the free meditations there. They include the Hemisync technology. You can use earbuds or headphones, but it has to be stereo. They're free. You can't download them or go to YouTube, Semisync, and start there and then find a community. Yoga studios are very good, often teach meditation. COVID makes it a little challenging. But many of the women, particularly that go to yoga studios, have suffered trauma in their life. And that community is so, so critical. Yes. I love it. I I don't practice yoga like on the daily, but I... Well, it hurts. Wholeheartedly. It, I, it does hurt. It's so... It does... But, you know, my my dad's girlfriend, she is all about it and she loves it. So I definitely think that there is power in it for sure. So definitely go to yoga if you can, if your body can handle it. Well, yeah, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Something like that. But get in a community. Yes. And then what is a book, podcast, ebook, something that you live by or that can help somebody through traumatic experiences? I would recommend my third book, and this is not self-serving. It's called The Meditation Sutras. You can buy it for $4.95 on the ebook. It will teach you about the law of one and the illusion of separation, which are two big lies that keep us from understanding that we're not only connected to everybody else, but that we're one thing, that we're never alone. And then it gives 108 sutras on how to dialogue with the subconscious mind. Awesome. And then finally, where can people find you and learn more about you if they'd like to get to know you better? Uh, well, my website, Chasing Mindfulness, is a good place to start. And they can always do chasecarry.com. I have a number of websites and they'll point to me. Any of your listeners, send me an email and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. I'll talk to them for 10 or 15 minutes for free. Gratis will be my, my pleasure to help. And any organization such as yours, I don't charge. I come. It, it, to me, it's an honor and a blessing to to help people. Some people want me to charge for doing that. I charge wealthy people more money. So don't worry about that. <laughs> I love it. Well, Chase, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been an amazing conversation, and I know that the listeners are gaining so much from it. So thank you so much. And thank you, Heather. Thank you for bringing us all forward and loving us. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O-thriving-A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.